is still dealing with that kingdom come. It will come up on the screen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10. Y'all probably sick of this verse. Next week, I try to launch from another verse. We still be dealing with thy kingdom come. Amen. And it simply read, after this matter, therefore, pray. After this, after this model with these elements, pray. Our Father who are in heaven, relationship, our heavenly Father, hollow, awesome, <laughs> beyond measure, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, not later, but now. Your will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. As in heaven, so in me. Say that with me. In me. In me. Amen. Father, even now. Lord, in the weakness of my voice, in the weakness of my strength, allow your glory to be manifest. Lord, allow your word to come forth in clarity, in power, in understanding. Lord, cut through any ideals, thoughts, or attitude that stands in the way of your word. And allow your word to speak. Speak, Lord Jesus. Speak, Lord Jesus. Speak. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Kingdom changes. The kingdom of God changes everything about us. <laughs> it changes the way we think. It changes the way we see things. It changes our precepts, our, 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 our concepts, our ideals. It, it all changes our will. You know, you know, it all gets to the place that that, that we are constantly saying yes to him. Yes, even in the areas that you don't want to say yes to, but because you love him, you still say yes. Matter of fact, you know, it, it, it don't even put your attitude in check. Uh, listen, when, we, when we're living on purpose for God, it infuses your life. We battle living on purpose or living in purpose that God has for you versus task. The Pharisees was task-oriented people. It was all about what you do, what they did, and they had it down to a science, and they was checking the boxes. 
But Christianity is really about you being. Being number one in relationship with him. Being number two, that he's flowing through you. I, I, I'm going to break it down. Don't worry. I'm not going to take it all day. I'm going to make it. But it ought to change our will, our character, how we see things, how we even live. I, I, cannot, I cannot tell you how many people have said, I don't know my purpose. And usually when people ask that, they are asking, what am I supposed to do? That is the wrong question. The question should be, who am I supposed to be? Have you ever heard that before? Because I said, it doesn't matter what you do if you're not being who you're supposed to be. So it's not the doing that is important. Your purpose is who are you being every day of your life? You ought to wake up, and when you wake up, you understand that I am a representative of God, that I am on purpose today, that in my walking, in my talking, that God, that God can use me. In order to do that, God needs two things from you and I. He needs the willingness to use us, and he also needs availability. Can I show you you? Can I show you you? This is you. Do you know what this is? This is, hold on, it's a what? What does it do? Huh? It charges. Do you, do you got what it is? You got one? If you got a phone, you got one. If you got, no, no, does this have any power in itself? You know what it is? It's a connector. It's a connector. Matter of fact, can I borrow somebody's phone? Doesn't matter. Because I'm not plugging it up for real anyway. Listen. Listen. This is us. Now watch. If I connect to this device, is it going to do this device any good? Why not? Huh? Huh? It's not, oh, so if I plug it in, it's not going to help this. You know what most of us trying to do? We're trying to plug in, touch other people's life, and we're not connected to the source. And then we think we're on purpose, think we're on task. The problem is, Doing is not what affects, it doesn't have impact unless we're plugged in. Y'all, 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 y'all get where I'm coming from. This is a conduit of God's power. You being a Christian, you are a conduit of God's power. Now watch this. This is her phone, but I can get another phone and make a connection. Matter of fact, I can plug it into this iPad and make a connection. So watch this. I can, I can use different plug it. You know what you ought to be doing all day? See, when you're on task, you ain't thinking like that. 
Well, when you're walking in the light of the law, you ain't thinking like that. But as soon as you walk out your door, are you available for somebody to bring an unscheduled person? Listen to Jesus as he talks to the disciples and he says, the harvest is ready, but the laborers, let me change some paradigms. We think coming here is our work. Coming here is your fill-up. Yeah, we, we ought to worship. Yeah, we ought to sing. But, but the reason why we worship and sing is to get praise up that we can get into the spirit so that when the word of God comes, it can make a change. You know why sometimes we don't receive nothing when we come? Because we didn't, listen, if you're in the flush, the flush can't wash up. But let me explain, let me explain. Don't you remember Jesus' discussion? Matter of fact, let's go to there. John chapter 4, verse 1. Let me show you living on purpose. Let me show you living on purpose. Jesus knew what the Pharisees, he, when, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had made, he made and baptized more disciples than John. He, there's a lot of disciples, more than the 12. People was believing on Jesus. They were seeing the power, and Jesus was touching. But listen, not in church. As he walked, as he walked, as he did life. Next verse. Though Jesus himself did not baptize. See, you know, there's some said, well, well, if you ain't baptized, you're not saying, if it was that important, Jesus wouldn't be baptizing people. You ought to do it in obedience, but your salvation isn't based on baptism. But if you have accepted the Lord as your Savior, and he's your Lord, then you ought to do it because he says so. Okay, let's go on. He left Judea and went to Galilee. Upper Israel, lower Israel. He is walking up and down Israel. Okay? He, sometimes he goes to churches, synagogues, sometimes he doesn't. But on the way, he is always... Plugging in. Now watch this. He has need. Say that. He has need. Hold on. Jews don't go through Samaria. Samaria is Gentile. They are part Jews, but they're not fully Jews. So the Jewish people had their nose up in the air saying, you're not the chosen people. Be careful of the Pharisee spirit. There's some Christians who got a Pharisee spirit. We think we better than other people. The problem with that is, how can you be better when everything you got you received? Listen, the same grace that saved other folks is the same grace that you got to be saved by. You know what God has done? 
He has done it so that we can't brag on ourselves. He has done it so that ego don't get in the way. He has done it. Listen, he already said you can't be good enough. That's why Jesus came. If we could be good enough, Jesus would not have went through what he had to go through. My question is this. What is this need? What is going on here? I I, I propose the question or, or I make the statement that Jesus was walking in purpose. Uh, let, let me say that. That as he was walking, God was leading. Watch this. In his spirit, God told him there's an appointment in Samaria. Did, did you know that God would set you up? God will orchestrate things around your life. That God will move people in and out and around your life so that you will have the right word to say. Let me show you something. Let me show you how Jesus lived his life because one of the things that that we get confused about is that we think that Jesus did his miracles as God. He did his miracle as a man full of the Holy Spirit. How I know that? Well, number one, John chapter 3, the last verse says that he was filled with the Spirit without measure. Number two, Romans call him the second Adam. That means that he is taking the place of the first Adam. Where the first Adam failed, Jesus is the second Adam to do what the first Adam didn't do. Could have done, but didn't do had the power to do, but didn't do. So now he's teaching us how to live in our original relationship with God the Father. Y'all got that? Okay, let's, 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 let's do some Bible study. John 12, verse 49 and 50. He says, For I have not spoken on my own authority, Look what he's saying. He said, I am being led to what to say. I have put myself under authority of God the Father, and he is guiding my words. But the Father who sent me gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. Let let, let me, are you plugged in? See, most of the time, we are, we are speaking stuff and we're not plugged in. See, until you're plugged in, you don't know what to say. You know, we get this thing like, I got this. Oh, let me. See, see, we fight between walking in the spirit and staying in the natural. When you're walking in the natural, God's not going to bless that. What God is blessing is that when we are, I wish I had a plug up here. You know, I do, I do, I do, I do, ooh! Now, now if I was a device, I would feel the surging of the power 
You see what I'm talking about? Why? Because that wall has power. That point has power. It's coming through the current. You know what's happening? I'm not putting a demand on it. Oh, did you hear? Listen, look. I'm touching it. The problem is I'm not putting a demand on the power. So therefore, though it's hooked up, I'm not connected. You can be a Christian. You got the spirit, but you're not putting a demand on the power of God when we are walking in the natural, though we are hooked up to the power. The power doesn't come because there's no demand on it. See, that's why, that's why, let me, let, me, let me help the choir out a little bit. That's why when the choir is praising, you ought to be praising too. Just because you're in here don't mean you're, you're connected. Listen, coming to church does not mean automatically you're going to get blessed. You got, we talked about this a little bit. Listen, anybody can praise God. A non-believer can praise God. Listen, why? Because that's simply opening up your mouth and saying something. But only believers can worship. Hold on, hold on. Let me go a step deeper because y'all may not like me if I say this. Just because you praising don't mean you done got into worship. See, sometimes you got to praise your way into worship because we come in here out of sorts. We come in here out of sequence. We come in here unconnected. We come in here with no demand on God. But if you start praising God, if you start opening up your mouth and say, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Something happens. My question is this. Are you living life on purpose in your speaking. Because half the stuff we saying, we shouldn't be saying. We're not talking about cussing. No, 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 we know that. See, see, we think, if we say a cuss word, that's bad. But if you put your mouth on somebody, you know, you can cut folks up so sweet. them and be talking about them. Why? Because what is really, is it love motivating me? Because if it's the spirit of God, it, it, it's a motivation of love to really help and encourage folks. See, the heart is so deceitful. What, what, what it means is this, is this thing is that it's not you. We were talking in the office. Watch this. The yoke of the Lord is easy because it's effortless when we're plugged in. Can I prove that? Adam and Eve were so plugged in in Genesis chapter 2. They were so, watch this, unconscious of themselves. They didn't even know that they was naked. 
Can I go a little bit deeper? When you're walking in the flow of the Spirit, you don't even know it. It's flowing through you. You don't know what's happening. You don't see it. Other people see it, but you don't see it. Why? Because it's the spirit that is flowing through you. No, I said, so it's not human effort. Listen, this cord, a demand has just been put on this cord. Guess what? Nothing changed about that cord. You know what? Now power is surging through it. You know how I know it? Because up here it says being charged. Listen, the cord haven't changed, but it's affecting what it's plugged into. Y'all see that? I don't feel nothing. I don't see nothing in the cord, but there is power. There is power being transferred from the cord to the place where the man is needed. This is you. This is you on purpose. This is you when you wake up in the morning. So the question is, did you get plugged in? It's a thought. It's, 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 it's intentional. It's waking up. Today I'm yours. Listen, there's two things. God wants willingness and availability. You know what I discovered? And, I, and I, this is just hitting me. For willingness, it's a choice. You know what? Remember I said that there was no change in this core? When this core, when it's plugged up, it's not self-conscious. It's not saying, ooh, that's an iPad. I don't think I could charge that. Now y'all see what's happening. All that is known is that it's plugged up to a source and there's a connection that has been made. Then what happens, happens. You know what Jesus is saying? I'm plugged in. I'm plugged in. Let me show you another verse. I'm coming back. It's okay. Look at John chapter 5, verse 19 and 21. And Jesus answered and said to them, Most surely I say unto you, the Son of Man can do nothing. That means that Jesus, this is what I'm saying. When Jesus became a man, he laid down his omnipresence. He laid down his omnipower. He's no longer working as God. He's working as a man. Every miracle, he's doing it as a man anointed by God. He's doing it at such a level that here he says, I have surrendered to the place that I can do nothing of myself. Hold on, hold on. Did you hear that? Listen. If Jesus being perfect can do nothing, what can we do of ourselves? 
That is not the assignment. The assignment is knowing that you are a conduit and God chooses to work through you. Listen, God doesn't need none of us. But he wants to show up in you, through you, for you, all around you. He, he wants you to glory in him as he does what he do through you. You know, I realized that, that the moment I humble myself, because listen, availability means that the day is not mine. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me step into this. Y'all expect me to get phone calls if they're emergency, to tap into when, when people come around and all that. But wait a minute, don't look at me, look at you. We all are ministers. We are the ambassadors of God. Your day is not your day. Listen, you've been bought with a price. The Lord Jesus gave his life so that he could live his life through you and me. We are the power of God. We are the presence of God. We are the conduit of God on earth. You know what? If we start letting God be God through us, more people will be affected. I hate to say this. Your witness without being, without them seeing Jesus, don't draw that many people. You know, some of us, I wish you wouldn't witness. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain. Because if your conduct look more like the devil. You see, let me explain. Not only are we plugging in to God by the power of the Holy Spirit, there's another source. Come on now. There's only two sources. So if God's not using me, There is no neutral ground. If I'm not being influenced by the Holy Spirit, there's another. Listen, we're not just being pulled and propped by the Holy Spirit, and that's only for believers, okay? But, but guess what? When I say no to God, something else begin to pull at my core. So, so therefore, if this can be a conduit for good or evil. Why? Because of itself it can do nothing but plug in. And listen, the devil is a copycatter. He doesn't have an original thought. Everything God does, he copies it on the other side. Ah, let me see. I'm trying, I'm trying to get there. Okay, look at this. Uh, uh, go back to John chapter 4, verse 1. But says, here he is. I have need to go through Samaria. They don't go through Samaria. 
So here he is. It looks like he's lost. He's tired. The disciples left. And he's sitting on a well. Listen, you have the living water sitting on a well water, apparently waiting on somebody to show up. Listen, because it's the Samaritan woman who got a bad reputation, she don't come get water with the rest of the women because nobody talking to her. Y'all got that? Okay? You know, you, how can I say this? You know that you, there's some folks you think you better than. And when, and when they walk in or when they walk around, you got this, this attitude. Listen, people know when they're not wanted. You don't have to say a word. You can feel it. So, so she shows up and she all by herself and, and, and something happens because a Jewish person don't talk to a Samaritan. Listen, when, when you're being used on purpose, expect to be uncomfortable. Expect that God will always send you the people your color. Listen, God, 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 God wants to save everybody. You know, and you got to be available and willing. So Jesus said, give me water. You know what? It's not that he's thirsty. She's thirsty. She's not thirsty for water. She's thirsty for life. But he starts a conversation that he knows is going to track her down to get what she needs. I, I got a question for you. Can God use you to talk to folks when you don't know what to say? Listen, we worried about what to say. What I'm discovering is that the Lord will send people out as soon as they got saved because I'm rethinking some things. Listen, if he can say the, the demoniac then tell the demoniac no, don't go with me but go back home and tell your folks what I've done for you listen, you don't have to know that much just know Jesus did it just do you know Jesus did it do you know he saved you do you know he brought you out do you know he, he worked it out Tell what you know. Listen, let me bring this. Let me. You are, you are Christ on the earth. Not rituals. Because this is what 2 Corinthians won't come up. Verse chapter 3, verse 17 says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Listen. Listen, when you are being prompted by the Holy Spirit, the feeling of insecurity leaves. You know why? You're not thinking about you. Oh, 
I'm wondering if I'm folding this the right way. And all these people are looking at me. And they probably talking about I ain't folding it right. See, somebody I know talking about me. Listen, we're doing God's work thinking about them. Come on now. Don't leave me out here by myself. We're more worried about folks watching what I'm doing instead of focusing, Lord, use me. Lord, I'm available for your power. But, so that means that, that as I'm doing what I'm doing, we ought to be praying because it's, it's not about how you do this. It's about that you're doing it for his glory. And now the power of God, you done plugged in to your source. So guess what? You don't have to do it perfectly. You know what I love about God? The, the power of the Holy Spirit makes up for your lack. Oh, 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 oh. The power of the Holy Spirit will cut through what you don't know. It is amazing how God will change what you say in a person's ear and they hear what they need. You'll be amazed how many people come up to me. Pastor, when you said that, I said, I didn't say that. And I just go with it. Oh, yeah. That was exactly what I needed. And I walked away and said, thank you, Lord, for speaking what I didn't speak. <laughs> There's a supernatural pouring out. See, if Jesus got a yoke, Satan got a yoke too. Did you know you can be saved and still got the yoke of the devil? And everything is hard. And everything is a burden. And everything is a task. And there's no joy. You know what? I'm more at home preaching than I am any other place. Oh, oh, you want to see the real me? This is the real me. You know why? This is my purpose. I, I, I'm out of sorts any other place except for more my knees praying. But when I'm in his presence, doing what he called me to do, there is such, you know what? I don't care what y'all think when I'm preaching. You know, you know, sometimes I come out here, collar all messed up, tie backwards. Okay, shoe about ready to come off. Somebody said, tie your shoe. I said, it's okay. I ain't worried about it. I bet one guy said, he said, I be watching you and wondering why you ain't falling on your untied shoe. I said, it's God that got me. I ain't going to fall. And if I do, I use it as an illustration. <laughs> I said, oh, yes, I would. Oh, yes, I would. I will make a spiritual application out of it. I'll fall down, but get back up. <laughs> and everybody said, ah! like I meant to do that. No, I failed. 
See what y'all make me do. See what y'all do. Man, God is waiting for us to plug in. And to start with letting go. Now listen, not doing better. Letting go. You see, when I come to the place that I can't do it, and I know I can't do it, then the Holy Spirit begins to say, let me show you. But as long as I'm trying to do it, the Holy Spirit is standing back watching. You think you can do it? You know what? Even when I mess it up, the, the Holy Spirit says, that's okay, because I fixed it up in translation. <laughs> See, he looks at that I'm chasing him. He looks at, are, are, you, are you concentrated? I said, stand up. God is standing there holding out his hand. Hold out your hand. And I'm trying to, I'm going to get it right for you. I'm going to get it okay for you. Dang, I messed up again. I'm going to get it right for you. I'm going to get it okay. Dang, I messed up again. I'm going to get it right for you. Notice I'm not even looking at him. Notice I'm trying to get this right for him. Notice I'm missing him. You see, he don't want this perfect. He wants me to take him because he's perfect. Listen. When I connect with him, his perfectness flows into me. Now, I'm not standing in me. I'm standing in him. Now, I benefit from looking at him and realizing he's my strength. He's my strong tower. He's my all in all. He's my battle axe. He's the fairest of 10,000. That, that when I fall, he'll pick you back up. Listen, when we make a task, we miss the beauty of our Lord. It's, 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 it's waking up saying, Lord, today I give this to you. You'll be surprised. Folks will stumble into you. You'll stumble into folks. Why well, says, and now your attitude got to be right. <laughs> you know, there's a verse in Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 1. It, 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 it's three places in Ephesians chapter 1. I, I don't find this phrase any other place in the Bible. But because Ephesians is, is one of my favorite books and a book that I've studied for a long time, I always wondered about this verse, this phrase. Matter of fact, I have preached it 
more than once. And every time I preach this verse or I refer to it to, to exegesis, I knew I didn't quite get it. I knew the illumination, the illumination and the revelation of this verse wasn't quite there. And I walked away saying, I was close, but there's more. There's more to this. Lord, what are you saying? It's a phrase, and it doesn't seem like it's that much. It is to the praise of his glory. And every time he says it, he is referring to us as being to the praise of his glory. Now, I know, I know, I, I could take this, and I, I, I have, that's a, okay, that's us praising him, yeah? But it's more than that. It's not talking really about us praising him. It's about God. It's, it's, it's that God sees something. Uh, uh, come on, come on. Listen, listen, it's, 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 it's a reference to all the universe that God says, look. And all the angels and everybody's standing in awe of what they see. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. It, it, it's not just us giving praise. It's that, that whatever he's done, he's getting praise for the work he has done. Uh, I'm getting close. Can, can I tap in? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I, come on, come on. I, I need some more scripture. Uh, Jesus is the express image of God the Father so that when you see Jesus, the glory of God is in him. To the point that when Philip says, he said, if you just show us the Father, then, then we'll be satisfied. And Jesus said, Philip, have I been so long with you that you don't know me, that when you see me, you see the Father? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So, so, so when you see Jesus, you see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in him. But wait a minute. Did you know that the Holy Spirit is in you? Did you know that the seed of the Godhead has been planted in you? Hold on, what, 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 what's that song you saw? Huh? There, there's a seed planted in your, in your spirit and the seed is for greatness and for the glory of God? Now, now hold on now. So that means then that as Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 says, it says that you've been recreated. Hebrews says you've been engrafted into Christ, which means that now that, that there's, a, there's, a, there's a divine seed in you. Hold on now. So that means that, that, if, that if your seed is hooked up to your father, y'all see where I'm going. Even without you knowing it, God can show up all up in your life. 
Let me, let me see, let me see. It says in, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 says, work out your salvation. So watch this. He's not saying work to be saved, but, but I got a seed in you. Work it out. He said, let what I put in you shine on the outside. Then know he tells us? He said, he said, don't be complaining. Don't be muttering. No, he's saying your attitude is covering your seed. Your, 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 your position is your, 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 your mouth is covering your seed. He said, he said, he said, but, but let the light that is in you shine. I need, can you turn your, your phone? Do you got a flashlight app on that? Can you turn on the light? By itself, this phone don't have the ability to shine the light. But there's a battery that's been charged. And because it's been charged, there's an app on the inside that says turn on the light. I want you to know you got a spiritual app on the inside. And God is saying, turn on the light. Hold on. You got to turn it on. Notice. I know I'm running down your battery here. You get the charger in. <laughs> Listen. She had to turn it on. The app was already in there. But she had to go and find it and turn it on. Have you turned on your light? Have you plugged in and charged the spiritual battery that is in you by the Holy Spirit? Listen, what God wants you to do in the midst of every situation you're in, he wants your light to shine. Is there anybody got power? Is there anybody got a light? Is there anybody, listen, not just at church, at home. Not just at home, at work, at school. When you're shopping in the shopping mall, wherever you go, your light ought to be on. When you do that, you want to talk about power? You want to talk about God doing something? Watch this, watch this. Then I'm done. Because many of us are afraid. I don't know what to say. You know what scripture said? He said, when they come get you and stand you in front of man, don't worry about what to say. Matter of fact, some, some preachers mistakenly think that means in preaching. That's how I know. It, it means when somebody grabbed you and pulled you, when you find yourself in a situation to give account for yourself. When you give, when it says, it says that before you say anything, the Holy Spirit will step up and give you what to say. You know, God will bring back verses that you didn't even know that you knew. Thank you. God, 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 God will make you say things and, and you will sound like me preaching on Sunday morning. And you say, I didn't know I knew that. God will, God, God will do some amazing, you know, you know what I realized? The more I make myself available 
the more I experience the power of God. Now watch this. So now what happens is folks are praising God because they have just experienced a divine moment not because of me, but because of the Holy Spirit that jumped up in me and met their need. And I experienced a moment because I didn't know that was in me, and I know it wasn't me. I know it was God. So, so now, guess what's happening? They're praising God. I'm praising God. So now it's to the praise of His glory. Well, well, why? Because they saw Christ in you. Hold on. And you saw Christ in you. Watch this. And the angels saw Christ in you. Hold on. And God saw Christ in you. And God says, that's what I'm talking about. That's purpose. That's the highest level of purpose. Not your task, your life. Not your want to, your willingness. Not your ability, your availability. Man. The devil did a good job of getting us twisted. <laughs> Man, what was supposed to be that we delight in him. Listen, listen, listen. There is a delight when God is using you. The horse is running. And while he's running free, he kicks up his back heels and. Y'all see that? The dolphin is swimming, and all of a sudden, it jumps out of the ocean doing tricks and all that. Even the whale with his fat self come out of, or he would blow water up in the sky. The lion, after he has made his kill, will stand over his prey and roar. The wolf will look at the moon and The rooster, my friend over there, meets me every Sunday morning. And I'm not going to do a rooster. I can't do it. I mean... I mean, I mean, I mean, how is it that God did it for the birds, every animal, something that delights in, in him, in their element. They're in their element. They do what they do. Horses run. Wolves howl. Lions roar and kill. Dolphins swim, and while they're in their element, there's something you can pick out. A rooster strut in his coop, and he's, then he said, that's right, I'm the baddest thing around here, that's right, this is me. 
Okay, go ahead. You want to do it for me? <laughs> Listen. But wait, we're his highest creation. He made us to be in fellowship with him. And you know why it's so hard to praise him? Because the flesh don't want you to. Because the flesh knows if you start making yourself praise him, there's some stuff that's going to shake loose. Oh, let me, let me go another level. The, the Satan knows if he can stop you from opening up your mouth, the seed that you got planted won't get watered. There's some promises that God's still trying to bring up. There's some future stuff God trying to bless you with. There's something on the table. Do you got something on the table? Do you got some stuff on the table? You know know what you need to do? You need to not complain, but you need to hold up your hand. Say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I believe you. Lord, I receive you. Lord, I'm going to praise you anyhow. Is there anybody else got something on the table? Is there anybody else? Then you need to praise him because perhaps this praise will make it come up. See, there's something you ought to be waiting on. And instead of complaining, you ought to start thanking him, praising him, worshiping him, because God is up to something. Perhaps you're, you're visiting the day and maybe God set you up. Everything that I said is your life. God is speaking to somebody. And I said, the woman at the well could have left. But she stayed and got her blessing. She was obedient and got her blessing. Maybe God is saying to you today, come get your blessing. You may not understand what he's doing. But obedience will yield you your blessing. I got preachers here that want to pray with you. I want to talk with you. God has orchestrated you for just a time as this. Some 35 years ago, I sat back there 